0: Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, take the cake. That was weird, but it's okay. I'm going to keep going. Welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I am Kate Noel and I am the host of this show. I am the mother of this show. It is late, so as per usual, things are weird over here on Tick the Cake, um, but we love weird and we welcome it. So I'm going to get straight into the episode because clearly I am silly right now. I'm actually silly a lot of the time, um, but I'm extra silly right now. Okay, let's go. Today's episode is going to be on dairy and why I am a dairy queen. I am a dairy queen. Um, I love dairy. I haven't always eaten dairy. I haven't always loved dairy. In fact, I used to think dairy was the enemy. And I wanted to make this episode not to, I don't know, not to like convince everyone in the world that they should consume dairy because there are many reasons why people don't consume dairy and we get autonomy over our... Food choices and what we what we want to consume, and that's totally fine. But I do think there's a lot of influence and a lot of fear when it comes to dairy. And I have personally heard, I'm not even kidding you, countless number of people who have DM'd me or told me in real life that I have like helped them overcome their fear of dairy just because they like kind of talk about it here and there randomly. And I just thought, why not make a whole episode about it? Uh, I am no food scientist. I am no dietitian. I am no f- dairy farmer. I'm, I mean, I truly am just a consumer and somebody that has a dairy experience, so to speak, and a dairy story. So let's, let's start with the dairy story, shall we? Whoa, a lot of S's there. Start with the dairy story, shall we? So I grew up eating, I would say, a pretty standard American diet. Um, Pretty much had whatever I wanted to have, ate a lot of processed foods, also really enjoyed some more nutrient-dense and healthy foods. I really didn't have, like, I wasn't a picky eater. I don't know why I'm telling you these details. I definitely consumed dairy growing up. Um, I was born in the 90s, and I I don't know, I don't really think that, like, almond milk or coconut milk or milk alternative, coconut milk, surely, was in existence, but I don't really think the like mainstream milk alternatives like they are today were even like around in the nineties or they certainly weren't like they are today. So I grew up just kind of only having one idea of what like milk was. I used to have glasses of milk, ice cream. I used to have like go-gurts who here had go-gurts, the little tubes. Actually, they were quite long, the long tubes of the yogurt. Oh my gosh. Packaging, right? I used to have a lot of dairy, cheese, everything. And then, you know, when my... So I, if you're new here, I recovered from an eating disorder. Now I talk about it. Uh, And, you know, I stopped consuming dairy in and out of my recovery. Sorry, whoa. In and out of my eating disorder um, due to a lot of fear around, you know, what dairy was doing to my body. You know, we have a lot of influence, like I said. And there are many, many fears that have become very mainstream and popular when it comes to dairy. Maybe you've heard that dairy makes you gain weight because it's, you know, high in saturated fat. And maybe you've heard it increases our risk of disease or diabetes. Maybe you heard that it is a carcinogen. Maybe you've heard that it's bad for your skin, that it's bad for your digestion, that everyone's lactose intolerant. Like there's so many things about dairy, like stories about dairy out there. I feel like nowadays at coffee shops, when I tell the barista that I just want like normal cow's milk, I don't know why I feel like it's like unusual. Like it's so interesting. By the way, I am not against oat milk, plant milks, almond milks. I get them. I buy them sometimes. It's just um, most of the time I'm consuming um, an animal source of milk. So just so you know. Um, But anyways, I stopped consuming dairy because, you know, I had some digestion issues and I did everything I could to not blame it on the fact that I was restricting my food. I thought that that was the last reason why, or my eating disorder convinced me that was the last reason why I was having digestive problems. In reality, it was because I wasn't eating enough. But I convinced myself that I just needed to take more out of my diet. So I stopped eating dairy and I stopped eating gluten and I stopped eating this and that. And lectins, gosh, everything. Like, what was I even eating? So, you know, we have a lot of influence. And I did certainly did too. Definitely had those clean eating, dairy, fear-mongering things in the back of my mind. For me, a lot of it came from the digestion piece where... I just assumed that if I would have the slightest bit of dairy, that my digestion would just be worse than it is. You know, I just wouldn't heal. It was inflammatory. It just wasn't good for me. And I'm not discrediting anyone out there who knows or suspects even that they are lactose intolerant or they are allergic to uh, dairy, the protein in dairy. By the way, there's two different ways you can be... Intolerant to dairy. I will explain more in a bit here, but um, because I know it was certainly many many people are. A lot of people are lactose intolerant. That's not to say you can't consume it if you have some intolerance to it. Hear me out, though. Um, I'm not, and also I'm not talking about people who are actually have a dairy allergy, like causing anaphylactic response. That is not very common, but that is a thing. So. Um, For me, yeah, it was definitely the digestion. It was definitely the weight. And then the overarching fear that really stuck with me was that dairy causes inflammation. That really scared me a lot. Um, And so I just totally cut it out of my diet. And I started consuming almond milk. I started consuming oat milk. Uh, That's all I was drinking and all I was consuming and a lot lot of plant-based yogurts and stuff like that. Again, I don't have a problem with those necessarily, but at the time when I was really struggling with my disordered eating and I was struggling with my digestion, I was consuming these plant milks and I was buying them from the store. And the reality of plant milks, especially the ones I was buying, were that they were filled with other ingredients that my body was not tolerating even more than the Lactose or the milk proteins, so a lot of plant milks. I'm not trying to fear fear anyone into plant, like not consuming plant milks, but they do have some gums and some fillers and some things in them that aren't necessarily going to wreck havoc on your system. Um, but for me, I I really I didn't account for that, and I just assumed that it was just absolutely the lactose or it was absolutely the milk proteins. And in reality, I don't think that the plant milks were helping me any more or less than the dairy was. Um, That's kind of my story with dairy. And then I remember, uh, you know, the FODMAPs and just thinking about the lactose and um, going through my whole healing journey with my digestion. And, uh, you know, I was super scared of it. And then I started to intre- reintroduce dairy. I remember it being like a freaking big deal. It was like a whole spiel. Um, and so I started reintroducing dairy by first consuming um, lactose-free dairy. I was buying lactose-free um, milks and stuff like that. And then I also was buying a lot of the A2 milk, which is... it's A2 milk comes from cows that only produce... A2 protein. So there's A1 protein and A2 protein. And there are many um, people that basically the A2 variety doesn't contain um, the A1 casein protein, beta casein protein, which might account for some difficulty in digestion. So some people say it is easier to digest. So I was having lactose-free milk. I was having A2 milk. And I was really, the main thing I was doing was having introducing it very slowly and I was choosing options that were a bit easier on my body to digest. So there's a difference between how our body processes yogurt versus milk versus soft cheeses versus hard cheeses, cow's milk versus goat's milk. So some, some, I guess, quote, easier things, easier forms of dairy to digest. Um, this is very nuanced. It really depends on like what your like sensitivities come from. If you aren't consuming dairy, you know, and also I wasn't consuming dairy for so long. And so of course, when I would eat it, consume it, my body wouldn't have the enzymes and it wouldn't be used to consuming it. So I would end up having symptoms. Then I would like confirm my fear and be like, Oh I am, you know, I, I told me, told you so, I am allergic to this, or this isn't a agree- doesn't disagree with my body, but it's just because I didn't consume it like ever, and then I started consuming it anyways. So if that's you, then it's gonna be a journey to kind of reintroduce it if you're interested in reintroducing it or trying it out. um so some easier to digest dairies. Like I said, this depends on which type of intolerance that you might have. Maybe you don't even have one at all, but um, I think this is a good reminder for you to go and get tested. Actually go seek out testing um, or you know, just seek out help from a professional who can help you decide if it's the lactose, if it's the casein or the whey. Okay, let me explain. So there's two types of dairy intolerances. There's lactose intolerance, which is the one I think a lot of people think of, and that's the carbohydrate in dairy. That's milk sugar. Whereas there's also a dairy um, intolerance to the protein, that macronutrient in the dairy. So that's casein typically or whey protein as well. Those are two types of proteins found in milk. So you can actually have um, one or the other. Maybe you could have both. I'm honestly not sure. I think the difference in, in how that shows up can be a difference in symptoms, whereas like, um, you know, sorry, where like maybe somebody with lactose intolerance, they might have like digestion problems, whereas somebody with the dairy intolerance to the proteins in dairy, to the casein and whey in dairy, they might have, their allergies might show up with like headaches and uh, sinuses and stuff like that. And I think also digestion as well. So all this to say, it's really important to get professional guidance on like how to discover and find out which of those is you, if you feel or know that you have some sort of dairy intolerance. Now, like I said, many of us me when I, I had so much stress around dairy, so much fear around dairy. And on top of that, I wasn't consuming it. So my body was so stressed that the stress of me eating dairy was causing symptoms that were similar to those of lactose intolerance. I convinced myself I was lactose intolerant because of all the fear, because I was restricting my food and it just gave me another excuse to restrict. Whereas in reality, I was experiencing symptoms of stress, of toxic nutritional beliefs about my what I was eating, about my body, about what dairy was going to do to me, how it was going to change the way I looked, how it was going to affect my day. And I made all of these stories and it was so stressful. And on top of that, like I said, I wasn't eating it. So I just didn't have the ability to digest it. Like I would, if I was eating a little bit every single day or, you know, every once in a while. So I definitely was somebody who self-diagnosed. So all that to say, it's important, I think, to focus on like your stress and like your stories around it and like what it actually means. And, you know, have I always been like a little sensitive to dairy or is this something that started to, to develop when I started to get food fears or body image issues and um or you know when society started telling me that it wasn't good for me is that when I started to get symptomatic it's kind of this like interesting self-discovery um so something to keep in mind again there are many people in this world who can't consume or, or it's they get symptoms when they consume dairy and that's not I'm not trying to discredit anyone. If I have a lot of dairy, I don't feel great. So it's just about, I think, finding a balance and um, deciding, you know, what what's the line for you and like in terms of what's the line between caring for myself and observing and experimenting with love uh, versus, you know, being really strict and rigid and not allowing myself To have any fun foods that have dairy in them or enjoy the really amazing benefits of dairy. So, okay. I wanna talk about briefly some reasons why I consume dairy. I feel like this episode is a little bit all over the place, so thank you for listening and hopefully that's okay. First of all, the taste it is delicious. I love dairy, I love cheese, I love yogurt, I love ice cream. I love putting milk in my coffee. The texture, the structure of dairy is amazing. There is nothing like putting some half and half in your coffee, right? Like you have to put a. There's not to hate, not to hate on the plant alternative creamers, but you have to put a lot of that stuff in your coffee to make it creamy, like half and half does or cream. Another thing about milk that's amazing in dairy in general is that it's macronutrient balance. It is. Carbs, fats, proteins, especially if it's the whole version of it, like whole milk or cheese or whole milk yogurt, the macronutrient balance is incredible. Also, if you can get some fermented dairy, like I said, kefir, yogurt, that also has probiotic benefits in it. Another thing about dairy is that it's affordable. It is more affordable than plant alternatives. Um, And that's great. It's remains of pretty affordable and accessible food. Um, I personally really also enjoy consuming raw milks. Um, I live in California where they're readily available. It's not available everywhere, but unpasteurized milk. Look, I don't even know if I'm allowed to recommend this thing. Okay. I'm not a dietitian, and consume at your own risk, but raw milk actually contains a lot of the Bacteria and the enzymes that can actually be, some people have anecdotally said that it can be helpful in digesting um, milk because you don't have the pasteurization, which kills off some of those beneficial bacteria and enzymes and minerals and stuff like that. Actually, I don't think pasteurization burns off minerals. That doesn't sound right. Um, But I usually will go for whole milk. I try and buy grass fed, grass finished. Um, whole milk or raw milk if I feel like being a little bit bougie, spending a little bit more money. I don't always do it because it's quite expensive, but try and buy whole milk when I can. Um, And then same with whole milk yogurts and creams, cheeses, ice cream. Butter is so good. Butter alone. (laughs) Please try. Actually, if um, if you know you're like very lactose intolerant and so then, then i don't know why you're still listening to this episode thank you but if you know you're really lactose intolerant then you can consume ghee it has a very 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 trace amounts if not none lactose in them so try ghee out and see if you can still you know tolerate it and you can get the benefits of the taste and the texture without the lactose okay um another thing about dairy is that it has a lot of vitamins and minerals in it like i said I'm sure we've all heard that like after a run, having like a glass of milk is really good because it gives you lots of protein, macronutrient balance, plus it, it has electrolytes and minerals and vitamins in it that are really good for the body. It's very bioavailable, meaning it's um, is easy, very easy for our body to absorb those minerals and vitamins. Um, because we are animals and when we consume animal products, they're much easier for our body to assimilate the nutrients than when we consume the plant versions of those. Just because typically the fat structure, the mineral, like I'm not a food scientist, but like the way the minerals and vitamins are still need to be processed by our bodies in a different way than if we just consume animal products. Also, I find that dairy Is very filling and satisfying, especially the whole milk variations. So all this to say, started consuming dairy again. And it, once I got past the, I think, initial sort of like transition, a little bit of discomfort for my body, just kind of getting used to it again. I slowly integrated it back into my diet, having a little bit every day until before I knew it, I was a dairy queen. And I believe we can live, we can definitely live without dairy. Look, I'm saying I'm a dairy queen, but in reality, I don't consume that much dairy. I consume it in my coffee. i have a little cheese here and there. I have some yogurt like every once in a while. Well, I have a lot of yogurt actually, maybe like once every other day or so. But I'm not like, I'm not pounding the dairy all the time. It's just something that I really love to do and have and have the freedom to have because, you know, I want to go out and have some pizza sometimes. I want to go out with my friends sometimes and have some ice cream or fro-yo. I want to have a bagel with cream cheese, you know, all these like little joys in life that I think the dairy fear, fearing police have taken from us. You know, we, we don't want that. So we can live without dairy, but I feel like it's worth experimenting. And this episode was worth recording just to give you, I guess I don't want to say permission. But I don't know what other word to use. Permission to experiment with dairy um, and seeing if it if it's something that is could be a fun addition, like a fun challenge for you if you are really scared of it. Again, I don't believe, I don't think we need dairy like a lot of us were taught back in the day with the "got milk" campaigns and everything. Like it. There's this whole crazy propaganda with milk we have a we had a lot of canned and powdered milk um from World War one, and we had a surplus of it and we just the government really put the dairy started pushing the dairy products into like schools government dietary guidelines and all this stuff like I think we all remember that. And then we were all really influenced and and we were told that it's like a staple. Like, Wasn't it like a huge part of the food pyramid? I don't even know if the food pyramid is still a thing. I don't think it is. But it was really, really a big part of our diet. And, you know, I don't think that that's the route we need to go either. Like, I don't feel like I'm not here to say dairy is bad. I'm not here to say dairy is fundamental, essential. I'm here to say dairy is neutral. I don't know, it's like not a big deal. Like it's like it is what it is, you know? It's like cool. Um and so yeah, like I don't believe that we need to have dairy to have our like recommended calcium. And I don't believe we need to have dairy to have recommended vitamin D and all these things that we've been told as well. I think that it's just about making autonomous choices with food. So You know, there's also there's also the component of the environment, which I do want to say. I completely understand that there is a lot of environmental issues with dairy farming, cow farming, cows taking up space, greenhouse gas emissions. I completely understand that. Hmm. What I'm gonna say is that is not my, not that I'm ignorant of it. Maybe a little bit, to be honest, but I'm not. Ignorant of it, like I don't want to be ignorant of it right now. I am mindful about trying my best to buy grass fed, grass finished dairy. I try and be mindful in my life to do things that are good and supportive to our environment. And um, I try and support local farmers when I can. All this to say, there's certainly a lot of nuances with environment when it comes to dairy, and I understand that. And I wish, I, I maybe I maybe I ought to be more educated, and I should read more books about what dairy does to our environment. Um, but I do try to support farmers, buy local dairy if possible, um, and then buy grass-fed, grass-finished from Happy Cows. So that's what I try and do. And yes, so totally understand that there's an environmental piece to it. And if that is something you're passionate about and you want to never consume dairy again because of that reason alone, that is incredible, amazing. So that is my um, spiel on dairy, why I consume it. I feel like every time i talk about dairy i get a lot of pushback um and so i guess i want to leave everyone with like a little challenge of like why do you feel so much resistance and what's causing that for you i don't know and if you know you want to share your resistance with me please do like honestly i don't know anything. I don't know. I know what I know and I know my own experience, but, um, if you have thoughts about this, then please let me know. And I appreciate it. So that is my episode on dairy, dairy queen, dairy king. Hi. Um, okay. I hope everyone has a great rest of their day and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.